The NBA season is a few months away, but there are still tons of sports for you to get in the game and make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Bet before the game or live in play on all of your favorite teams' matchups. Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN or download the app to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Welcome to SDPN's off-season miniseries, The Leap, where I sit down with media members from across the NBA to discuss some of the up-and-coming players in the league that could take that next step in their careers. We discuss six players across six different teams, all with different styles and positions in hopes of understanding what makes their development unique. Today, we're looking at Orlando Magic guard Jalen Suggs, who has battled through injuries through the first two seasons of his career. The former Gonzaga product who went fifth overall in the 2021 draft, hasn't had the start to his career many expected, but he's shown flashes of an elite complementary guard, developing as a shooter, playmaker, and honing in on becoming one of the best guard defenders in the league. But how does he put it all together consistently? How does Suggs take that next leap? All right, so we're joined by Orlando Magic aficionado, someone who who follows the team very in depth, has has written some really cool pieces about the Orlando Magic over the course of this last season. Been following your work for a little bit here, um, you know. Saw you at summer league, enjoy enjoyed some time, you know. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you in general about Jalen Suggs. This this video we're working on right now is about Jalen Suggs and what he might potentially be moving forward next season and sort of for the rest of his career um as an overview i just wanted to start off with a base level of where you're at with what jalen suggs potentially could be moving in the future what he has been over the first couple of years of his career um and sort of like where do you sit on what he can be no doubt jalen suggs is hopefully orlando's lockdown corner for years to come at the at the guard position i mean yeah he's just that versatile defender, he he played it in high school. Actually, in, in addition to quarterback, in while he was playing football, he was a defensive back as well. So, you know, you just can see him chasing guards around screens, around the defense from the baseline at point of attack, beating the opposition to the ball before the player even gets the the pass, like running off a screen. He does that for like one pick six a game already chasing guards around at point of attack. So, like, he's really proven there just making life hard for opposing guards, and it seems like there's no reason that's going to stop anytime soon. And then he adds the strength and versatility to be able to bang with power forwards down low. Like, Kevin Love was the best example where he was just trying to back him down on the block like a notoriously great post-up player, and he just gave no ground, nothing nothing moving for Suggs, and K-Love gave him a little tap, like, Nice move, young fella. Like you, you got me. Yeah. On, on that one, so it's nice to see that. So I mean, there's a lot of versatility there from the guard. So you you see a, a the upside as a defender along the lines of all the best guard defenders in the league, like as uh you know Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. Derek White type of defender there, yeah. and uh, there's a lot to like defensively, and especially given the Orlando's offensive drive and kick system already built around Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Markel Fultz, and now Anthony Black, all these six, seven plus long, tall ball handlers running 
driving and kicking pick and rolls endlessly you can envision the opportunity for Suggs to only need to really thrive in those closeout attacking opportunities off of those driving kicks where he might not have to have a a huge on-ball uh, scoring creation load if that's not his specialty. So, yeah. like, the ideal role for him there, like the, the most improved type of, like, potential for him is probably as a defender thriving in the, the off-ball play finishing role while still being able to go off for 20 points any given night because mm-hmm. he's found a few special like specific skills that are working like he's his handoff play types where he's running off a screen for a dho like a chicago or a stagger screen he's scoring like 1.1 points per possession it's one of the most efficient half court plays on the team as yeah. as mo- just as efficient um you know up there with any of the other ball handlers running on ball plays yeah and that's a two-man game, well, like anything, like strong screens from Wendell Carter helped that. He's really and, – and Mo Wagner in the second unit, and now Goga Bataze, but um, – who, by the way, I'll throw in a little fun fact there. Cole, Anthony, Jalen Suggs, and Goga Bataze in 114 minutes together in the second unit once Goga entered the fold last season had a plus 15 net rating, and that was the highest of any three-man unit on the team for the whole season. Now, it's only – just over a hundred minutes. So like, um, yeah, the starting front court. Yeah. yeah. This right. Right. So the starting front court probably had 500 minutes and was still positive. So yeah. Right. That's better. Okay. better but so, so you that, know, a lot that, to hit those. Yeah. That was, that, <laughs> that was, that was a lot, but I mean, to, to dissect some of it, we can start on the defensive end. You mentioned some of the qualities that he has. I love the fact that you said he can guard up in size and, and be a guy who can defend in the post as well. That kind of, as a guy who covers the Raptors, that instantly gives me, you know, the the rem- remembering Kyle Lowry because, you know, just with like the lower body and Suggs is similar to that, right? Their lower body is so mm. sturdy that their their center of gravity just makes it so much easier for them to one be lower uh, when they're when they're defending bigger, right? Um, and that that reminds me of guys like Marcus Smart. You know, Derek White has gotten really really good at that. It's just being able to guard up in size is something that Suggs as this sort of stocky guard uh, can thrive at. And I, I'm I'm curious to see what that means for him being in these transitional lineups for Orlando. You mentioned the size, but then there's also the factor of there's a lot of guards on this team, right? Ant Black, you mm-hmm. mentioned one, Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, now Suggs as well, who has been injured for the first couple of seasons of his career. Like he he I believe both seasons he's played less than 60 games. Um, and I think like moving forward, that's obviously going to be a concern, how healthy he can be and essentially how, how, how much you're able to rely on a guy like that. But do you think the fact that he's so versatile defensively can make him be more of use in different types of lineups? Right, exactly. That, that versatility defensively allows him to play with just about any lineup and uh, we're yeah. talking about Suggs still in, yeah. in that yeah. sense. So his ability defensively helps him play with starters, with backups and just about any of these um, tall ball handlers that we mentioned that are offensive creators. And um, really, I think it's more on the offensive side that will determine kind of his playing time. And then two other big factors also for him are health and consistency because he, he's dealt with some injuries as well. Really, the biggest factor between 
Jalen's like, why has Jalen Suggs not necessarily started every game he's been as the number as the fifth pick? Why why don't they just throw him out there? Because they they're trying to win games, and Gary Harris has provided a little more consistency at the two. Just night to night, you know what you're getting. Team first, two way, strong rotation play. Exactly what they want as that fifth starter. And his the big thing with Gary is he morphed he he did what you're saying he morphed his game as franz entered the fold and as paulo entered the fold seeing his usage drop dramatically right his catch and shoot three-point attempts raised dramatically and his efficiency was through the roof there so he's doing everything they could want from the starter position that's why they brought him back this summer and they that that's someone they can rely on to be that two guard play finisher off ball guy to kind of do what we just mentioned is what we hope Suggs could do Suggs eventually, will eventually too. Get so to that point. yeah, exactly. So like you, you would hope Suggs has that consistency, stays healthy, can defend as strong or better than Gary Harris, and can shoot the three ball relatively on the same volume or same respect from the defense. And from there, he has the higher on ball potential as the as the on ball scorer with all his, you know, proven ball skills as a passer, as a live dribble quarterback throwing inbounds passes is what he's known for so like yeah there's a lot to love there i uh no I, I i agree with you and i think i think a lot of people offensively will jump straight to the shooting uh and and so like let's let's address that here just to kind of talk about it year one uh he was a 22 percent catch and shoot player went to 34 percent on 2.1 attempts year one on pull-ups he was 30 percent from three I believe it was 19% for his rookie year. Uh, And then year two, he jumped up to 34% on pull-ups. That's all pull-ups, and that's 30% from three. So, like, there's a pretty good improvement there from year one to year two. And I forgot to mention that uh, he hit 41% of his corner threes last year, which is sort of an indication of a guy who's expanding his range a little bit more, is going to be, at some point, a better catch-and-shoot player. I feel like obviously people are going to harp on this when it comes to Jalen Suggs looking forward into what he can be in the future. Is that shooting going to pop eventually? Um, where are you on him as an offensive player, how that relates to his shooting, and and I guess overall how much the shooting has to do with him inevitably hitting his his quote-unquote ceiling? Yeah, you, you hit on the, the biggest point, both his uh... – uh, improvement in from year to year, you know, the 10% increase, but that, that's really, really positive there as, as an indicator for just from three point percentage. It's similar. If you look at Marcus smart stats, that's, that's really the closest comp in terms of bringing the defense right away, team first t- type of play, but kind of a streaky shooter at first wasn't too proven. The percentage wasn't right there, but eventually the volume, the, the percentage hit a good amount. And with points per possession, when you're measuring efficiency and all this volume and all these threes, you really just need to kind of reach some base level of, of respectability from the defense. So while 30% might not do it, 33, 34, 35 in certain situations is respectable enough for some players. And obviously, you know, Gary Harris is hitting 44%, 43%. So if you want to like take his position, beat out the veteran, you got to beat the veteran, you know, you got to outplay him. So you got to make it up. Either if you're not going to hit that, you got to make it up in other ways. So definitely 100%. And to answer your other question as well, in a roundabout way, that the three-point shot is the biggest swing skill 
for sure at this point because yeah. at least for maybe not for his entire game but at least for his like long-term fit with this team because mm-hmm. the 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 team is pretty clearly rounding out a pecking order quickly of Paolo and Franz are there and Fultz and Anthony Black are now these two six seven point guards in the fold that are going to take a lot of on-ball touches when they're those other two aren't getting them and right. you know Cole Anthony's proven he can run the pick and roll just as efficiently as Franz even if you know it might not appear that way visually sometimes like he, he's really improved as a decision maker a scoring creator he has his own mid-range like he mm-hmm. he, he has his, his whole own game even and especially as a second unit guard where he can maybe um, play a little more when his three-point shot is hitting and maybe play a little less when it's not. And that's where other defenders might take those minutes. And, you know, we see guys like Kavon Harris and Admiral Schofield really actually steal minutes and round out the rotation when these guys got hurt. So those are the type of guys that kind of take the minutes when – the, uh, the the prospects, the star prospects aren't hitting their shots some nights. So they, they right. have to look over their shoulder just because they know everyone on this team is, is ready to go, ready to f- defend, play some team first ball and try to, um, you know, fight to the last minute because that's what, you know, Jamal Mosley's coaching style is all about. Right. I, I, I love the – because I think the way you contextualize it makes me feel more confident about – where he might be even if the shot doesn't develop uh you know i i think even even earlier on you mentioned you know he is a bully ball driver he's a guy who's going to be able to get to the rim he's a guy who's going to be able to attack a closeout uses athleticism uses like i said the the sheer size that he has to be able to get to the cup um he was what is it right here 1.09 off cuts which is per nba.com now i don't know how like accurate that is but that shows he's a good off-ball mover, a guy who's mm-hmm. willing to cut um, and be a guy who's involved in the offense, not just as an initiator and as a ball handler. Mm-hmm. Super important. Lethal in transition. Off-ball. Lethal, like, yeah. Lethal. lethal. He's exactly. a missile. Like, yeah. He, yeah. Can't, he, he can't be stopped. And the deceleration control, the body control is, is really improving. And one more thing on the three-point shooting. Yeah. We, we've had some moments. We got in 2021 – he came out against the Nets when it was like, I, I want to say the Durant and Kyrie Nets, and I, who knows who was healthy at that time, but he came out with 17 first quarter points, four pull-up threes, and yeah. one of his pick sixes on a slam. Nice. And I was just like, all right, we got him. Like the, the moment's here, right. future star, it's over. The Brandon Roy hype, the, the Chauncey Billups hype, like this is it. <laughs> this is it. It's coming. We're, we're witnessing this. This is it. And then it's, even it's, this season, we got one more moment. Say, yes. The Bulls. Yeah. The Bulls yeah. game. You know, you tell them the game winner. No, I know the, the handoff. Huge, huge shots. Or he hit some. spinning shot. It was like a spinning step back or something. Right. He just, to beat the buzzer get in yeah. Chicago, just pulling up to win it. I mean, so he, he's had a moment in the clutch, some moments where he just gets hot on a given night. So. Yeah. There's that, and then there's other like indicators for his shooting that, like he he was hurt his first injury in Orlando here, and he came back an improved finisher at the rim after really practicing that during his injury. He he was hurt with one thing, but able to practice his finishing and came back an improved finisher. So just that work ethic and you know solid all around scoring efficiency at, at free throw percentage and and field goal percentage like just really offers an all-around secondary scoring creator game where you would hope that's that strength and bully ball could could skew more towards a drew holiday ultimately right. as the full upside but yeah. you know even 
as a high floor type of looking at it, like just as his floor, like the defense and his athleticism, his speed shouldn't be going anywhere anytime soon. And that especially given how young he is and how young the league is, like he should be this athletic as long as he stays healthy for, you know, five years at least. He's 27, 28 for their athletic yeah. prime sometimes. So that alone should keep him in the league, in rotations for a long time. And, you know, the, the more the offense becomes consistent, it, the more defined his role will become. I mean, it, it can bring him from a rotation player to – the starter to the star, just just based on that consistency. So I'll uh, to to kind of round this discussion out about Jalen. Um, what does his role? What do you envision from him next season, specifically next year? Because like these, a lot of this is bigger picture. But mm-hmm. going into next season, knowing the Magic are now sort of in—I don't want to say win now mode—but they're looking to win games. They're not, you know what I mean? They're, yeah. Right. They're, three they're, seed, three yeah. seed, four seed. Look, look they're, they're, try, they're trying to be Bolt's a playoff tweeted team. Tweeted it last year. I like it's, it. It's I coming. Like it. So, so where do you see Suggs? Uh, like, where do you envision Suggs in the rotation? Where do you see him playing? Obviously, we mentioned the guard stuff uh, a little bit earlier, but how do, how does he fit into to next year's roster? And does that does that facilitate growth from him? Is he being put in a position to thrive next year in Orlando, or do you think it's gonna be a little tough for him? Right. I mean, since Orlando brought back Gary Harris. First things first is beating out Gary for that starting spot, and I I don't think it's a given yet by any means. I mean, Gary's earned it with the three point volume, and the and the consistency and the team first play. So, if Suggs, Suggs, on top of that, we mentioned the three unit, the three man unit with Cole Suggs and Goga. Yeah, that was a real like reliable bench unit. That that started to feel like all right. We we know our second wave is consistent who they are we're not going with five new bench players every time out there like where the system isn't changing because cole brings another pick and roll thread off uh, off the bench when fultz goes to the bench at the guard position and normally they leave one or two of franz and paolo out there so it really does feel like you know a second starting unit in that sense a second wave of of starting caliber players so at the moment Suggs driving in that role will have to prove it as a three-point shooter and consistent team-first play, decision-making on the ball, and really just maintain um, what he did as a handoff threat and just continue what he already does, everything that we just mentioned. But in terms of how he can improve or next season, it's just, how does he see that opportunity? Like he, he just has to prove it over Gary, I think, is the big one. And then the other huge factor is – Anthony Black and Jet Howard are entering the rotation. Jet yeah. Jet's a shooter. I mean, Jet's Jet's a, a wing. He might be that three point shooter that mm-hmm. the team goes with on nights, especially if he's hitting. And Anthony Black is a six seven guard who can play small forward, point forward sometimes too. So will he be at the three on that bench unit at first? Will he be playing some guard instead and take, right. taking more minutes at the guard? So there's a lot of competition for Suggs and. It really comes down to just that consistency from deep and staying healthy and really bringing that all around some of his skills to one more level of putting it all together, tightening up the handle a little bit for his on-ball self-creation would be huge for his upside because, you know, it'll really kind of determine how much 
his offensive capabilities are between like the 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 huge upside of of a uh, Brandon Roy or a Drew Holiday ISO type of self creator right. post up score or just using his strength and skill to do whatever, but or more of like an off ball play finisher like a Chauncey Billups or a or a Mar- Marcus Smart catch and shoot three point threat who's making the right passes connecting where you know that that's kind of the range of the star upside but you know that's ideally where where he would have to get to be able to take over get to that level. starting minutes and yeah. and rep- and take over minutes from all these other guys because pecking order wise in the rotation there's Paulo Franz and and Fultz are pretty much locked in as the top three ball handlers for mm-hmm. the foreseeable future yeah. and Wendell's just about done everything to earn his spot at starting center so unless that defense starts to crater a little bit for some reason you know there's no reason those four aren't staying so they kind of know what they need at the at the two which is what we described what gary's thriving in and what suggs would need to do to take that um, that opportunity and get the playing time get the fit and get everything right there and you know it doesn't mean his game is bad it just might not fit exactly with what the magic need going forward if that opportunity goes away because he's obviously great at everything we mentioned transition defense point of attack he he could be an elite defender already like davion mitchell for sacramento coming off the bench like just as super strong super speed just locking down people you know i'm i'm trying to think of suggs's nickname for for next year i got either sneaky (laughs) sneaky or stealth mode, you know, we're, we're, we're looking okay. at two, two good options. <laughs> I like it. I'll get I back like to you. I'll get back yeah, to you. Get back to me on that. <laughs> uh, look, uh, Jalen Suggs, I'm excited. I, I just, as a person who was, you know, covering the Toronto Raptors when it came to that draft class, uh, Suggs was a guy that always appealed to what we were close looking one. for. Uh, yeah, it was a close one. Yeah. It could have been Scotty or Suggs the whole time. Yep, absolutely. And and I will be looking forward to seeing how he turns out throughout the rest of his career. I'm still a big Suggs believer. That's why we're doing this video on him, because I, I really do think he has the ability to be a huge part of whatever this next iteration of Orlando Magic Basketball is. Uh, but it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch next year between uh, not only Suggs, but just the entire Orlando Magic roster is just going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, RK, thank you very much. I appreciate you. For everybody who hasn't, beyond the RK, if you want, on Twitter, on social media, go and follow him. Do the things. He does great work. Um, And thank you, guys, everybody, for tuning in to one of the episodes of The Leap. I don't know. We're we're, we're still working on the branding for this thing. But thank you, guys, for tuning in. (laughs) Yeah, The Leap. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. And we'll see you guys for the next one, I guess. Appreciate you. Cool. All done.